0: From Newfoundland and Labrador, Canada, you are listening to Global Frequencies, Diverse Province, Diverse Voices. This program is presented by the Association for New Canadians and CHMR 93.5 FM with funding from the Community Radio Fund of Canada. This program is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more.
1: Welcome to episode 22 here at Global Frequencies. My name is Nabila Qureshi, and I'm absolutely delighted to welcome you once again to the show so that we can share amazing people's stories with you, stories full of experiences, wisdom, teachings, and much, much more. And today is no exception. On the show today, we have two guests. We have Kamadi Ojiambo also known as jj who is a singer songwriter a guitarist basically a multi-instrumentalist who identifies himself as kenyan he sits down with zynova who is the executive producer of the show to explore the music of kenya but more importantly his music which i think is absolutely beautiful to hear and after that I sit down with Inam Mohammedain, a resident of Newfoundland and Labrador who is navigating through the English as a second language or the ESL program here in St. John's. We talk about the myriad of challenges that she's facing as she embarks on this sort of expedition and her story should give us more insight into how this might be a phenomena that is being experienced by many in the province especially in the city. First up, Zai Nova sits down with Kamadi Ojiambo, also known as JJ. He tells Zai about the reason for his move to Atlanta, Canada, all the way from Nairobi, Kenya. He talks about his current profession, which is in the field of graphics, and he is working for an organization that is developing an educational platform to teach mathematics to children so zai and jj talk about jj's music we get to listen to two of his tracks one in which he is simply playing instruments and the other one in which he also sings and plays uh, in which he sings and pays homage to an old african song called malaika this is zai and jj
0: Welcome to Global Frequencies, I am Zainova, I contacted this person a while ago but he was very busy and today he has a chance to come to the studio. His name is Hamadi Odiambo, or JJ. I think JJ is um, shorter and easier for me to say <laughs> that. JJ welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, thank How you. How are Zay. you doing? Oh excellent, happy to be here. How are you kids? All the kids are fine they're mm. they're doing okay we are trying to keep sane, but <laughs> yeah we love them okay so it's it's wonderful where are you from I'm originally from Kenya east Af- in Eastern Africa so mm. I grew up in Nairobi which is a capital city yeah but my parents are from the western part of the country
0: mm-hmm. yeah
2: but I grew up most of my childhood was in Nairobi what, what do you do here in Newfoundland uh, I'm working for a company that's making an educational platform mm-hmm. to teach children maths. Oh, so, wonderful. So I do I'm on the graphic side of things. So I mm-hmm. do animation and particle effects mm-hmm. and things like that. Oh my god, that's wonderful.
0: Yeah. That's uh, that's uh, this uh, what what this province uh need because it's technology all kind of stuff. Okay. That's uh, that's the future of that uh, this province. Oh yeah. And I know your wife. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Such a small world. <laughs> all right. So uh you come from Kenya right away to Newfoundland?
2: No, I came from Kenya at first, and I went to Halifax. Oh, it's a funny story actually. I was I came chasing a girl. Ah, oh, <laughs> is this your wife? No, no. <laughs> so I came chasing a girl, but I didn't know that I was actually chasing my destiny.
0: Oh, I see. Um, uh, may I know?
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we
0: are we are not talking about that uh, uh, private stuff, right? Okay. Uh, <laughs> But uh, you you came to Nova Scotia first.
2: Yes. And I, then
0: uh, you uh, you
2: already married at that time, right? No, no, no. When I came, no, I came. I was I was a lot younger back then. Mm-hmm. So I came, then ended up going to school. Yeah. And then that's in Halifax is actually where I met my wife. Annie. Oh, I see. Yes. So it it was meant to be.
0: Okay. And, so you chased this this uh, that that girl
2: is your wife now? No. No. I, I came. I came following someone else Uh and then I did things didn't work out Mm -hmm. and thank God they didn't because I met the person I was meant to be with. And then, yeah. So we I met see. in Halifax. Did you write a song about that? <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be a nice title. Uh,
0: nice title. Oh yeah. Uh, nice title. I don't know what's what's the best title for <laughs> that, but I like that story. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah, you you've given me a great idea for a song. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love
0: the story. It said uh, coming to Halifax from uh, Nairobi, Kenya, and then the, you. Uh, it's like. Uh, bring your Disney. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yes, exactly. So when did you move to Newfoundland? I moved to Newfoundland about nine years ago. Nine years ago. I don't remember the exact year, but about nine years ago, yes. Mm-hmm. What brought you to Newfoundland? So I came for work. One of my good friends from Halifax moved mm-hmm. here first. And he was working for a company and he said, Mm. hey, they're looking for another artist. Would you be interested? Ah! And at first I was like, no, no, no. I think I'll stay here. But eventually Mm. I ended up coming and Mm. I've been here since. So they are looking for artists. Yes.
0: Not looking for someone to, who uh, can teach math or something like that?
2: No, they were looking for an artist because at the time they, they were still developing it. So mm-hmm. they needed people to come up with the graphics and how to look. and yeah. Okay, so let's talk about music then. Yes.
0: yes. <laughs> <laughs> you are a guitarist. I saw your performance uh, online, you know, and on Facebook a number of times. So I thought to myself... Oh, I want to connect with this guy. I want to connect with this guy. That's great. I like your swing guitar player uh, when you play the guitar. Thank you. So uh, what kind of instrument do you play except
2: guitar? Uh, Well, I play guitar. I play bass. Mm -hmm. I play drums. I'm I'm not an amazing drummer, but Mm -hmm. I can can play drums and a little piano.
0: Okay. So most of your instrumental music you just uh, gave me, uh, yes. So you play all of those?
2: Yes, Wonderful. I played all of them.
0: You are incredible, my man.
2: <laughs> thank you, thank you. So, uh, when did you start so, playing music? As long as I can remember, there's always been music in our house. My dad also played the guitar, mm-hmm. and him and my mom would sing. They would mm-hmm. sing a lot. They would sing at church. They'd sing at home. So, and my mom would force us to sing. Mm-hmm. Like she would, you know, you are those kids who don't want to sing, and your mom says, "No, you're going to sing." And so that way we learned. And now I'm glad she did because we learned to listen and to hear and Mm -hmm. to learn a lot. Mm -hmm. So we learned a lot from them. And then my brother also plays. My older brother plays guitar. Mm -hmm. So, of course, you want to be like your older brother. So I'd watch him. I'd listen to him. And I'd start, Uh, you know, start imitating. And yeah. And then we started doing my mom. My mom really wanted us to do music. So mm -hmm. she pushed us into music a lot. Mm So she tried to get someone to teach us, but of course, you know, when you're a child, ah, you want to go play with your friends. You don't want to, yeah, be doing music. Yeah, but but you're still do, uh, doing your, your the music. Yes, and Yo, all yes. of your brothers. Yeah, my my brother plays music as well. My sister is actually a music pastor mm-hmm. at a church back home. Okay. Yeah. So, so
0: you play. Uh, where do you play in in town or somewhere else?
2: Well, in town, I, I play at a church every two weeks at Bethesda Church. Mm-hmm. And I jam with a few guys, but nothing very major right now. Mm, yeah.
0: Okay, so uh, you don't perform a lot. Of course, since COVID-19, you only perform that's uh, online, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. waiting
2: for the great Zaynova to, to, to invite me. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's, that will be, uh, you know, uh, what I, I always want to connect with many newcomer musicians to perform with. Because that's the best way for us to introduce our cultures. Because mm. you are from Kenya, you have to introduce your cultures. Myself from Indonesia, I have to, to introduce my culture as well. So yes. I have learned Newfoundland cultures, indigenous cultures. Mm. So it's bring me a lot of inspiration in my writing as well. Okay. And I want to collaborate more with uh, local musicians, indigenous musicians, and newcomers musicians. Yes. That's that's that's, uh, that's next goal.
2: <laughs> ah, excellent. Excellent.
0: Okay. So yeah. let's talk
2: about your music. When did you start to produce your own music? Well, I've always had it in my head, but I didn't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. So when I was back home, I remember I would, I, I would, my, some of my friends worked in studios. So mm-hmm. i just, you know, kind of go and watch what they're doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then slowly I started maybe putting in some little guitar for people. And so that's way I started learning how to Different things in recording and picking up from what people are doing. Yeah. And eventually just trying it on my own, trying it on my own. Mm-hmm. And when I first came to Halifax, yeah. I lived on my own. So that's all I did. I would just sit in there and mm-hmm. try and record something, try and record okay. something. Yeah. Did you play as well in Halifax? Yeah, I played with a band called Fade to Black. Fade to Black. Yeah, but we just do like covers, like old funk mm-hmm. covers, T V Wonder, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So you play at some bars? Yes. Yeah. So uh, you do that in Newfoundland as well? No, I haven't here yet. I haven't played, so I'm hoping to get a band together and maybe we yes, can. Yes, you know Newfoundland,
0: right? Yeah. <laughs> Thousands of musicians they really want to play mm-hmm. with, right? As far as I know, they will embrace and help you, yeah. uh, and uh, they give me help a lot as well. Oh wow! So yeah, amazing, including uh, open mic. Mm. Come on, come on, come here. Yeah, come here, come on, come play, come yeah. on. Oh. You know, that the, the funny thing, yeah. you know, I don't like being stereotyped. Mm-hmm. That's what the stereotype downtown is uh, mostly Irish.
2: Oh, okay, yes.
0: So newcomer like us, no, don't play downtown. That is for Irish style of music. Yeah. And then when I came there and I met a lot of musicians mm-hmm. uh, at downtown, they said, no, 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 you're wrong. Everybody can play whatever they want here. Mm-hmm. Really? And then I perform A number of our friends who are R&B singers as well perform downtown. Yeah, People love all kind of music. Uh, I said, oh, my God, stereotype is always bad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stereotypes are yeah. never good. Yeah. yeah. And they also keep you, they keep you away from things that you yeah. can maybe explore and, and just discover a whole different thing.
0: Now, you just record one song. No one is running. But I saw you play guitar and bass as well. But never saw you sing. Do you sing as well?
2: I don't do as much singing, mm-hmm. but once in a while I'll, I'll mm-hmm. throw in a line or two. Okay. Yes.
0: Uh, can you sing a little bit? What <laughs> 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 sounds?
2: Maybe later I can. Okay, do I okay, can
0: do later. A song. So let's talk about no one is running. So is this only instrumental? Yes. Tell us about the song.
2: Well, it, the, the line in the song says, there's a fire on the mountain and mm-hmm. no one is running. So it it pretty much is, it's referencing a volcano
0: mm-hmm.
2: where people know that there's something happening and some, like when a volcano explodes, by the time it explodes, usually if you're nearby, mm-hmm. it's too late. Yeah. So pretty much it's kind of a, a comment on society where there's so many things which are wrong in society. Mm-hmm. But people kind of don't seem to be bothered by them. Mm -hmm. And by the time people actually get bothered by it, usually it's too late. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Yeah, so that's why it says, the line in the song says, there's a fire on the mountain Mm -hmm. and no one is running.
0: Oh, this is, you know, I was living in Yogyakarta, Indonesia. Mm -hmm. Merapi volcano was uh, erupting that time and Mm -hmm. more than 300 people died. Mm -hmm. So it's like, like, there's connection. (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, because it, it, Indonesia it, it, is uh,
0: mostly uh, the ring of fire, right? Yes, you know? yes. It's very common that people cannot run anymore. They mm. <laughs> cannot run when that happens. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I woke up out, uh, in the morning and then I opened the door and I saw dust around three centimeters from the volcano. Oh, everywhere. Everywhere. So I like, what is going on over here? And then wow. when I opened the door, it's like snow. Dust.
2: Oh, all white dust. All white, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. That must have been scary, yeah. It's very scary. Wow. So
0: that, that, that's what happened So this song is very connected to me as well uh, No
2: one is running
0: mm-hmm. I remember that time I didn't want to run And I said to myself I said mm. I, I don't care anymore <laughs> <laughs> Okay let's play this song That is beautiful. So you play all this instrument?
2: Yes. Yes, I did. The, the drums are not real drums. They're mm-hmm. programmed drums, but I programmed them in on, on the computer. This is brilliant. I love it. Thank you. And, Thank your, you. Your, and, and your guitar.
0: And I think uh, if you do the uh, one album with only the guitar can be fine as well without mm-hmm. someone singing.
3: Oh yeah! But yeah. if you
0: want to have someone to sing, I can sing that. Oh, excellent! <laughs> excellent! <laughs> or uh, a number of newcomer musicians as well. Uh, we can uh, connect to oh, sing okay. uh, with uh, with, you, uh, with you as well. Uh-huh.
2: great! Great!
0: What's your plan for for the album?
2: Well, for now, just trying to work on it and mm-hmm. get it all finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bit hard with, you know, with life, with work and children mm-hmm. and that's right. time. It's a, it's a, but I really want to, my mom has mm-hmm. always encouraged us to get music out, get, mu- yeah. get music out there. But and pay it, the bill first. I, uh, oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can feel you. That, 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 that uh, you know, like um, one of my friend as well uh, Downtown said, Zai, uh, I know you have, Many songs, mm-hmm. but you have
2: to keep your day job. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a, a, a first.
2: Yeah, that's a re- reality of life. Yeah, yeah, it's a
0: reality. Now let's talk about the music in Kenya. Mm-hmm. What genre people play mostly in Kenya?
2: Well, music in Kenya is very diverse. Very. I mean, it depends on where you are, but what is sort of uh, global, uh, there's a kind of music called... I would, I would call it Afro-Sukus or there's also Lingala or Seben, mm-hmm. which is it's more of a Congolese type of music, mm-hmm. but it's what is really prevalent in, in Kenya. But, for example, where I grew up in Nairobi, you, you find a whole gamut of things. Mm-hmm. So you, you end up listening to, a, like on the radio, they play all sorts of things. I struggle to say any one genre because mm-hmm. they they play a wide variety of things. Mm-hmm. And of course, now with globalization, there's a lot of pop. Yeah. There's a lot of, but like when I was growing up, mm-hmm. we would listen to a lot of old, uh, like soul and funk music. Mm-hmm. So like Cool and the Gang and those the Commodores, mm-hmm. the Lionel Richie. So. Those are the things I remember in my head from listening to the radio back then. Mm -hmm. And that's, of course, uh, has influenced me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember
0: instrument people play mostly in in, in Kenya? What kind of instrument is that?
2: Right now, because of bands, bands Mm -hmm. have become really big in Kenya. So, of Mm -hmm. course, everyone plays guitar, a lot of guitars, a lot of drums. But there are a lot of like traditional instruments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, like a lot of drums, especially mm-hmm. like different bongo drums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and different. They, they don't, I find now people don't use the old traditional instruments as much. Yeah. But there are some artists who incorporate them into even modern music. And mm-hmm. it sounds amazing ah. yeah, when they blend blend things in.
0: There, there, there's no string instruments? Uh,
2: from... Oh, oh there are. There's like the wandindi, there's the orutu. Which, oh. are, which is like a one-string instrument. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like a big violin with just one string and and, uh, and a big uh, sound resonator. So they're, they're different. Depending on what tribe you are, you have mm-hmm. completely different types of music.
0: It's very, it's very interesting. And with the dance as well, right? Yes, I think uh, you like to dance?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'll leave the dancing to you. Zach. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, yeah. you, you might run away if you see me dance. I, I got a hip.
0: <laughs> okay, my friend, uh, what kind of song do you want to play? I want you to to play, this is original from Africa.
2: Okay. Uh, I'm going to do not one of my songs, but it's an old Song, it's an old African song that I've known for as long as I can remember. Mm -hmm. I'm not even sure who the original writers of the song Mm -hmm. are, but it's a song called Malaika.
0: Malaika, yes, Angel Malaika. It's a uh, Indonesian will say Malaikat. Oh,
2: Malaikat, Malaikat. Yes, we say Malaika, Malaika. Yes, uh,
0: it sounds Arabic.
2: Yes, yes, it's Kiswahili, so and Kiswahili is a a trade language, so it has a mix, it was developed to help the different languages uh, have something in common Mm to trade, uh, sorry, to talk about or to talk with, a language to talk with when they're trading. Mm -hmm. So it has a bit of Arabic, it has a bit of... African dialect mm-hmm. and I think even a bit of Portuguese so it's a, it's an amalgamation of different
0: Yeah, I, different I remember that say back to, to Indonesia because we were colonized by Dutch for 350 years yes. so many words coming from Dutch as well mm. uh, Portuguese colonized Indonesia for 50 years so coming from Portuguese as well uh-huh. and people from China probably people from because mostly the majority of Indonesia Indonesia are Muslim so we mm-hmm. we, we also use Arabic Oh, Arabic yeah okay. yes. so Malaikat malaikat is angel mm. so it sound like, it sound
2: Arabic yeah. sound
0: sound Indonesian as well <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Malaikat, so uh, tell us about this song yeah well it's a song it, it's a love song it's about it of course uh, Malaika is is uh someone who's singing to his angel mm-hmm. and he's just thinking about Pretty much, what can he do? Because he he's so in love with this angel, or he doesn't have money. Money is disturbing mm-hmm. his life, but he because he would like to, of course, impress this angel, but he yeah. can't. Angel can be your mother, yes, your daughter. It, your, it can be, yes, it can be, yeah, yeah, and your wife. Yeah, it can be anyone that you love.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I cannot mm. wait for you to uh, now. You have to sing this rhyme, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I will do my best. Okay. <laughs> I will judge after that. <laughs> <laughs> you will get the grant or not. <laughs> okay, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, Kamdi Ojiambo, Malaika.
3: Malaika nakupenda Malaika Naku Na kupenda malaika Na mimi nifanye Ki jana mwenzio Nashindwa namali sinawe Ningekuoa malaika dancing on a malicious away you give o sumbuaro yangu pesa za sumbuaro Ni panije Nashindwana nashindwa mali sinawe Ningeku.
0: you don't sing you sing <laughs> my man <laughs> I love you. it I love it my man Thank so you. so uh, what's your next plan for your music your music because I uh, know that your parents uh, will love to see you uh, you know producing music uh, and uh, go further with your music
2: mm. well like I said now it's just to one to get to get the music out there mm-hmm. to for, one to finish it yeah. get it done and get it out there I've always struggled with insecurity of oh is this good enough is this mm-hmm. but i think at this point i'm just like no ah, i'm just going to be me yeah those who like it will like it those who don't yeah
0: yeah i i get this recipe from my my friend mm. do not write a hit song
2: yeah <laughs> because you
0: will be stressful if you uh, you have to uh okay this is become a hit or not become a hit or not yeah. just just write as uh feel it yeah write it record it and just let people yeah. judge
2: express yourself yeah.
0: You, yeah so uh just like uh For myself, I always look at uh, chicken. Mm. (laughs) I always look like like chicken. Uh, Okay. I'm going to cook this chicken with curry or Mm. only uh, bake it or whatever is that. Some people love... Only bake, mm. and some people like uh, like myself with curry, uh-huh. and sometimes will a bit spicy. Yes, just let them eat. So If you don't, uh, you don't want to eat, then just don't, don't eat. eat it. Yeah, <laughs> true. Well, that's a good analogy. Yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> some uh, that's that's why I don't want to be stressful because of my music. Uh, mm. Because no, I don't like Zai's music. So, <laughs> so uh, do you, do you think I'm yeah. going to stop making music? Mm. No, no. I will. Mm. I will write because your music is yours. Mm. right uh, uh, your music is yours and your feeling. Yes. Do not let people disturb your feelings. Mm. <laughs> I don't want people to disturb my feeling because this story is mine yes. and the music comes from my heart. Mm. your experience,
2: your, yeah, your, yeah your, your life. so
0: yeah, yeah. not people's
2: request. Mm. So this is uh, the best thing about uh, about music. Yeah, you're speaking my language. Eh? You're speaking my language. <laughs> yeah.
0: So that's that's uh, th- the best thing about about you. You have to be. Uh, uh, yeah, your your original music is incredible.
2: Thank you. And
0: thank you you, you said much. you didn't sing, but you sing. <laughs> my God, man. <laughs> uh, JJ, thank you very much for coming to the studio. You're it's been wonderful uh, talking to you today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Bye for now. All
3: right. Bye.
1: ESL, otherwise known as English as a second language. What is it? And do people face challenges as they embark on their ESL journeys? This is a question that I explore with Inam Mohammedin. More about that right after this break.
4: Hey man, remember your Peter Max psychedelic poster? The go-go boots you wore with your Mary Quant false eyelashes, sit-ins, love-ins, laugh-ins, hippies, yippies, bippies, op-art, pop-art, and art link letter, then there's something else you ought to remember. You're over 45, and you're at risk of developing diabetes. Please call the Canadian Diabetes Association at 1-800-BANTING for more info, because you need to know. Peace, man.
0: Please remember not to litter, especially not on the sidewalk and especially not with cigarettes and gum.
1: You may think it's no big deal, but others do. Lots of city streets are covered in trash, especially cigarettes and gum. Keep our streets clean. This This public public service service announcement
4: announcement is is brought brought
1: to you by CHMR.
4: Listen to Global Frequencies, a new program celebrating diversity in Newfoundland and Labrador covering topics pertinent to the diversification of the province. Multiculturalism, immigrant businesses, anti-racism, integration, economic growth, and more. Every second Wednesday, 7 p.m. on CHMR 93.5 FM, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. This program is presented by the Association for New Canadians and CHMR 93.5 FM with funding from
1: Community Radio Fund of Canada, Atlantic Canada's Opportunities Agency, and the Office of Immigration and Multiculturalism. Global Frequencies. Diverse
4: province, diverse voices.
0: You are listening to Global Frequencies. Diverse province. Diverse
1: voices. I sit down with my friend Inam Mohamadain and we talk about her experience with ESL or English as a Second Language. Now, I hadn't known much about this journey uh, because I hadn't been on it myself, at least not as, as a former newcomer to Newfoundland and Labrador or even to Canada. But the ESL journey is a reality for many, many newcomers and even uh, residents of the country and in, of its various provinces. So we get some more thorough insight into what this is like here in town and Inam gives us a lot of information with regards to navigating through the system and a lot of sort of inconsistencies between the program and the province's pursuit of retention of immigrants and newcomers. So let's explore what all of this amounts to with Inam Mohammedin on the topic of her journey with ESL. Welcome to the show today. I am joined by my friend Inam Mohammedin. I met Inam a few uh, days ago, and we were chatting about her journey with ESL, or English as a Second Language. So let's find out what that journey has been like for her and what challenges have appeared before her as she tries to better her chances at empowering herself. So welcome to the show today, Inam.
4: Thank you so much, Nabila, for having me. My name is Inam Mohammedan. I am originally from Sudan, Darfur. I grew up there and I continue. I live most of my life there and I continue my education in Khartoum, capital city. I go to law school and I finish two years at University of Law. I arrived in Newfoundland um, exactly in 17 uh, July 2018 with my three kids. I settled down and after a couple, of, like two months, I signed up for my kids in the care And I find myself important thing for me to learn the New language. Because when I arrive, I don't know no words in English, just hello and excuse me. And sometimes just what I pick up in airport. My story in Saint John's is started by putting uh, uh, my sign up for my kids in daycare, and my older son uh, go to Saint Peter uh, Primary School, grade grade two, and after that I start in uh, as Association New Canadian School Link program. I start in level three, and uh, thank God, but I will say myself, I'm so lucky. I have a lot of support from my neighbors, so they sometimes they come and sit down with me in my. Uh, Kitchen table teach me how read or write sometimes and how to make like propel conversations and how I answer questions. So I find myself, I pick up so fast. By the end of my first year, I finish Association New Canadian at level five and I start ABE. ABE that is adult basic education so the ABE is designed for people they already have they they already like growing up in Newfoundland like native speaking with the English so I find that it's a so challenge for me so I wonder if I get advice from my teacher about Memorial University ESL program because she told me if you want to continue your university yes you can stay here in this program but that is, this will take for you a long time to finish this program Ferris. and the second thing i doesn't think you need for this program because you already have two year school two year university school in university and you have your high school diploma with with good score so my score is 87 percent so after that i start like looking forward to go to esl memorial at my university so I call everyone, the first thing I stuck with it. it was funding. The ESL program at Memorial University is doing funding by the immigration or Memorial University or the government of Newfoundland. So I contact all the three of them. So I very think I start connect like a, a department of uh, skills at, uh, the, at the government of Newfoundland. And they told me, no, that is program is to not covered and we cannot... For you, but they can pay for me $11,000 to go to ABE, and that is I already have my high school, I have my two years in university, and after that uh, I contact you uh, the loan because they say maybe you the loan is will pay for you for this program. When I contact them, they say uh, sorry, we cannot pay for you because this program is doesn't end up with a degree after you finish. But I cannot get in my degree in business administration until I finish this program. So I find myself like I am stuck in the middle, what I should do. So I end up because I start looking for a job. I think uh, that is where the pandemic is hit and everything is closed down. I decide, okay, now time for you to look in other way until you're coming up with the money. So I start working as the home care worker and I find it's so good with me. Like I went and come back and, and it's, I start paying my own rent and I have my basic stuff in, the, in life. So and I get out of the social system. So uh, when uh, the pandemic is almost in, I does not say it's finished because we are still, we have a lot of challenge to go through this COVID-19 until we end up. So I uh, start registration in an ESL program. Before that, I applied for uh, Memorial University for business administration program. And I apply for ESL uh, program at St. John's Camp. That is what it should be. After a couple weeks, I received the email from the business administration that I accepted. But I need to have my ESL certificate from the Man University so I will be able to register for the courses in 2022 winter winter semesters so I was super happy I share all the news with all my friends and my family and I start be ready to go to school like go back to school finish my education try to give my kids better life in Newfoundland and by uh, July 30 I receive email from the ESL department they say unfortunately as the Memorial University makes change change in the camps and they will close this department at st john's camp and i have i have a uh, three uh, two three options travel to carna to do there in the other camp or do it uh, remotely and in person together or do it remotely and i wait for two years like since the pandemic hit they was doing online but i doesn't want it because i wanted to sit down in really pair with real person to help me to just improve my re- my writing and reading to be in uh, academic level so I can finish my university. So I go back to under, like, I go back, like, I don't know what I say, but I go back, like, for for my first step, what I should do now. They say, this program is canceled, but it doesn't, it's when they cancel, like they say, affected September 1st, and that is the end of July. So that is only one month period we have. We get it from the University of Man about, like, our dream, like, I don't see that it's just, it's only program for me. That is my dream to finish my education, to get, to get. My, my degree so I can build a better life for my children. And that is my human right for, for me as a human, as a person. Yes, I arrived to this country as refugee, but I work so hard, I am now, I work so hard to to build better life for my kids. So I doesn't ask at a lot, like, I doesn't want to no, no one to pay for me. They say no funding, I say, it's okay, no problem. I will pay by myself. But when we come in about, you cancel the program without notice, like at least give us one semester or two semester about, after um, two semesters from now we cancel this program in St. John's and uh, and after that we can uh, move to Cornerbrook or we do it remotely online because already we have the basic. but it doesn't do that for us and I call uh, the president's office in uh, Memorial University and I went to there I call no one answer so I went by myself and I'm meeting with and she sending me to vice president and after that I call and her secretary and she say can you send it for me all the information what the meeting you want about it so I forward her the email I received about the change of the program, my exception letter from the ESL and my exception letter from the my accepted letter from the business administration. So after that she forwarded me to internationalism in office, president of internationalism office at Memorial University. So when I called her today, uh, I told her I want to meet with you in person and she said no we can speak in the phone. So I find her she cannot do nothing for me. I guess her the way she tried to speak out about no student here in St. John's camp so they cannot run the building for for Kabul students, so they need a lot of students. They don't get the visa to arrive to San Louis, so they want to do this program online. And I will meet with a lot of students, a lot of international students around the world. Like, just try to make the excuse about how the end program. So when I find myself, I will not go, I will not get any solution from her. I told her, thank you so much, and I will I will figure out. Okay, thank you, thank you. She closed the line, and that is it. I contact uh, the immigration office, and I wait for them to call me since, Friday. No one called me about nothing. Like no one called me about and now we cannot funding this program so people like you or immigration or international students, they can't stay in St. John's or uh, Inam, we have this solution for you because I don't talk about, they bring me here. Yes, you brought me here and I am so grateful to be in this beautiful province. And and I have amazing people in my life, like Satshuya Nabila, a lot of my neighbors, my kids' friends, my friends. So I'm so grateful about that. But when you bring someone, at least... Don't give him the fish, just learn him how he gets how to catch the fish from the sea. So in this he doesn't need to go under the government assistance or anything. But a lot of us like immigration, coming to Newfoundland, we don't have another choice to be under the government assistance for all your life or move to another bit of where the ESL uh, academic program for free for the people they want to continue the education and a lot of immigration coming here to Saint John's, like I say I only one is doesn't have his, his university degree with them because I doesn't finish it. But I doesn't finish it because the war and I have a lot. I was have a lot problem with our government, so that is why I I get removed from my class and after that go to jail for couple couple months and after that I find myself I need to run outside my country. But a lot of immigration here in New they come in with degrees. Like some of them, they professionalize, they have doctors, engineers, teachers. That the three uh, three main sectors in the Newfoundland they need they need worker in these three sectors. I know some of them nurses and um, and some of them they have like skills handy skill like they can work like they have doing painting doing roofing in the country. But I know it's difficult. But if they find like program they uh, give them the language so they come back to the, the skills or get another certificate from Canada they can work. But because all this estate like all this wall, I told always about we have too many walls to need to break, to go to, to get what we need in Newfoundland. So this wall is always have, you have, you find wall front your face before you get what you want or what you need to survive, I say that. The problem is all of these people, they come in and they come in under the government assistance and they come in under the government protection in Canada and they promise us before we come in, we will get learning, we they teach us the English. they will try to help us to get our education and try help us to be like better human for ourselves there is because like when I looking forward to get my education and I find every day something stop me to them doing that seriously Nabila a lot of us they have anxiety as they have depression a lot of us they don't know what what we do because no resource here to help us to stay mm-hmm. and same time like we have great friends great community and we don't want to leave that so some of us they continue just stay here wait for their sh- children until they're growing up and after that the children they have opportunity to go to university and after that they ask the kids to help with them for where they be older or retire. They should retire and have their pension and they have everything but because they don't have opportunity when they was in 30 or 40 years. So they end up, they wait for their kids until they're growing up and after that they help with them. And that is not fair for our kids because our kids should never look for for us after us where we be older. They should look after themselves, their life, their future. So that is what is going on with me and no one is want to help in New and unfortunately for me, I will not leave because I call this place home and I will stuck here and I will try to find solution for my problem.
1: So just to summarize your uh, story, you mentioned that you arrived to St. John's as a former refugee with your young kids. You were trying to learn English. As you mentioned, you didn't speak a word of it, which um, is totally all right. And as you mentioned, as part of your resettlement journey, as part of the promises made to you by the government, uh, that uh, facilitates this program, uh, you have the right to not only learn the language, which in this case is English, but also to use that skill set to uh, empower yourself, to make choices for yourself, to prosper, to find employment, to do whatever it is that another resident of Canada, be it permanent or not, is entitled to. And as you were navigating through the English as a Second Language or ESL program at the ANC, you felt that the program itself was not actually academic in nature in other words it wasn't preparing you to ready yourself for a college or a university degree
4: no, this program, Nabila, is just designed for learning you basic life. Like how to make appointment with a doctor, how, they, how you can reach the weather in the night before you go to sleep, and how you can be able to make make phone calls, how to be able to communicate with the people in a store or in a gym or anywhere. But it doesn't give you like a power of like the power you need to go to inside university or to finish your degree. Absolutely. So that is the problem of this program.
1: Yeah, like as you mentioned, we've spoken about this even before this interview. Academic, academically oriented English would be to help you prepare to write essays, to help you formulate critical thinking or how to analyze a text, how to do editing or proofreading, how to navigate through, say, PowerPoints, presentation, etc. A number of things that you mentioned are not part of the ESL program at the ANC and perhaps not even really part of the adult basic education or adult high school program here in St. John's. In your case, you want to start university. You want to, as you mentioned, go, you want to start your degree in business administration. But before that, you have to demonstrate that you are up to par in terms of the academic English that is required. But that is where your challenge lies, because Memorial University and the program that, it, that they offered the ESL program, they have announced that it will no longer be taught in person in St. John's. The only option for you now is to do it online which defeats the purpose of immersive learning or for you to actually physically move to Corner Brook, Grenfell Campus and take it in person there. So what you have touched upon here today with your story, and this is some very important information for our listeners, is that, you know, it it demonstrates that there's a systemic problem in anyone's pursuit of their fundamental right to language and using language as a way to prosper. In Am's case, she has. Has attempted to reach out to relevant authorities or people in uh, power and has not heard back from them at least not in a way that is solving the problem and as we have also mentioned um, or talked about there doesn't seem to be any sort of a council or any some sort of a platform where you can actually bring your problems to the forefront have it examined have it understood with the intent of resolving it so with all all of this information in mind, if you could give three recommendations as to how to fix this problem, either at Memorial University or with the government of Newfoundland or even with the ANC, which, you know, is the primary provider of settlement services in St. John's, what would you like to say? What would your three... I told
4: them just three things. You get, you you bring all this immigration here and there is a tax pay money and you need the people to stay in these professions to help build because always we have we always we listen and we hear from the government about we have problem of our population in Newfoundland uh, the population is growing up so fast they need a lot of workers to be able to work to build this profit so when we bring guess where the people is bring, you bring them here just try like the other nine profits they provide ESL program for academic office without nothing mm. like if you want to go to university you have high school diploma you just go to uh, after you finish your link level 4 or 5 and after that you can be able able to go to get these
1: courses. So just to clarify, Inam, for those who are not familiar with the level system of ESL, how many levels are taught at the ANC's ESL school?
4: They have a six levels. That okay. is like Canada Bankshani language, I think. Okay. Six level: Level 1, Level 2, Level 3, Level 4, Level 5, Level 6.
1: And in other provinces, how many levels do they have?
4: They have until Level 6 in ESL, a link, link program, and after that, like they have for you can have a ride from level four uh, you can go to do ESL academic program in, that is a, in all the other profits some of them like Ontario province, of on, Ontario they have this program under uh, OSAP Halifax Nova Scotia they have this program under the immigration immigration office of the Halifax Alberta they have it under the government of Alberta so all of them they have this program like you can find somewhere somewhere like they have how many communities or how many uh, like organization be revise this program and some of them inside the university but in Newfoundland the government of Newfoundland yes we know we have a lot like everyone watches the news they know how much we are in in debit like I know no money in Newfoundland no resources of how can get money or anything but I think the people they can make money for this province because more intelligent you have more people you teach them more people you learn with them they are come back and they solve a lot of problems they can make technology they can make they can make something they coming back with something so they help is this profit economic to growing up but to bring people here and after that just yes, you let them okay we bring it to you here and welcome to new finland and you don't and after that you finish until level six or level five as the association new Canadian go find whatever job because you need to survive so you get every job you get it from from you because you cannot stay without just government assistance that is 200 thousand uh, and two hundred for the month so it will not it will not make you survive so you just stay there and you you try to survive. And after that, you find yourself daily by daily. Your purpose about get education is done. is end. Because you, yes. So, yes, that is the problem. For immigration of Newfoundland, I read always in the page, they say, we need people here. We want you to come into Newfoundland because Newfoundland is a beautiful place. And no doubt for this world. Like Newfoundland, i talking about always. I live in Havana because it's such a beautiful place. They have such amazing people. Always smile, always welcoming people no I doubt with that but to bring someone here like to tell them come to profit and after that is talk about how many process they need to just to can guess like make the certificate or a degree they qualify for the Canadian Canadian uh, Canadian level is too much for the people like just make that process easier and give them funding and help them to stay and another question is I want to ask immigration Newfoundland did they have any data about how many people arrive under the government assistance, like a refugee and stay in Newfoundland, they should stay in Newfoundland because they try to give them home in Newfoundland and try to help these profits. How many of them live? And another thing that is immigration, uh, that is program they name is Atlantic bridge I think. How many of them they come into Newfoundland after a couple months? They decide they will not find a job because they they cannot qualify or anything. They degree or can they not cannot like make an officially in Newfoundland and after that they to move. We need to collect this data to know exactly what the problem is. By collecting this data, we can sit down and we're talking about with, maybe we can ask for help from for federal government. Like the federal government I heard as they announced they will give Memorial University $180 108 million $1 million to help Memorial University survive. So why is just this amount of money, like $5 just yes. to make ESL is not like like private school. Why is we not make the ESL el program is for people, they need it. And after that, the international students, they come in here. They already, they, like, no international, like, that, to be honest, like, no international student coming to Newfoundland without he have, like, he is rich already in his country. But the immigration people, you bring people from the war camps. And people, they go through too much stuff in their life. And just they try to survive. And after that, you put them here. And that is, like, just give them home. And after that, try to give them just the food or anything they need. It. No, we doesn't need food. We need to get education, so we be by own hand, we can make our life better. We can change our future and our kids'
1: future. A couple of things as we start wrapping this up. What Inam has demonstrated by sharing her story today is that she has provided a counter-narrative to this belief that former refugees, when they arrive in Canada in this case, in St. John's, they are either not interested in pursuing an education, that they want to be perpetually on social governmental assistance, but this is not the case. Inam is a clear example that more needs to be done from the receiving community to investigate how we are addressing our residents' issues in a fair and equitable manner. And you're right, Inam, um, Newfoundland being a part of Canada, and Canada being a part of a number of treaties and um, what would you call it, a number of treaties and agreements with international documents and agendas. Canada is Canada has signed on with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, or the SDGs, and one of the seventeen goals that the United Nations is striving towards is to provide quality education and to obviously do it with social justice and equality and equity in mind. So counter-narrative has been presented. I really appreciate you doing this and sharing your story, Inam. We need to diagnose the problem as a province and as a receiving community. I think the responsibility is first on us and not on those who have arrived here and are still trying to plant themselves and uh, sow their seeds. We must investigate. And we need to demonstrate that the decisions that we as a receiving community, that we as as the receiving university, the receiving settlement agency, and the receiving government, we need to demonstrate that we have the research and the data to perhaps, in this case, express why this program doesn't need to be there. But we need the data, which is exactly what you said we don't have. Yes,
4: that is what I told, like, because I. that is what I say about we need this data to get out and share with the people. Like, it doesn't just coming like every couple of months they uh, give a video in tv about the family decide to move we need to know exactly where is this family move from this place yes. because no one is doesn't like neofila neofila like the peace inside the havana so anyone they want to stay here
1: yeah
4: but we need this data to get out and after that to look over to see what the problem is
1: and you're right uh We need to, as a province and as residents of this province, we need to commit to long-term solutions that are sustainable. We need to investigate whether our funds are being mismanaged. As you mentioned, a sizable, significant amount of money is given and can be used, but we need to know where it is being used and how. And ultimately, you know, I'm in full support of your journey. I know you, you know, prior to this interview, and I can definitely say that Anyone listening out there today, please if you have the time, look into this issue that Inam has stressed upon, which is that of ESL or English as a Second Language and the role that it plays in empowering citizens and residents of a country in bettering their lives, in bettering their economic lives, their physical health, their mental health, and of course, for the community as well. So, Inam, I hope that you stay strong with your pursuit to be tremendous lobbyist. You are Definitely an activist or so than a lobbyist and we'll chat about this afterward and thank you so much for coming on the show here today and expressing your views. ESL in St. John's.
4: Thank you so much, Nabila, for having me. I really appreciate that and all the best. And I will I will stay here and I will try to get all these problems solved out.
1: As always, that's it for today, folks. This was episode 22 of Global Frequencies. If you wish to get in touch with us or if you would like to be on the show or have an idea to share, simply email us at globalfrequencies@ancnl.ca. This is Nabila Kurishi, your host signing off until next time, and thank you so much for joining us on the show today.
0: Thank you for listening to Global Frequencies, Diverse Province, Diverse Voices. This program is presented by the Association for New Canadians and CHMR 93.5 FM with funding from the Community Radio Fund of Canada. The ANC is a non-profit community-based organization dedicated to the provision of settlement and integration services for immigrants in the province for over 40 years. CHMR-FM is an award-winning community radio station operating out of Memorial University. The station has been broadcasting a range of music, spoken word, and cultural programming since 1987. If you would like to touch base with us, email us at globalfrequencies@ancnl.ca. at ancnl.ca.